0: Alright, this is just some press releases, and we talk about a little news and transportation that I heard over the last couple of days, and I got Southpaw to talk about it with me so I can bounce some stuff off him. them, and uh, it's nothing special, just what we're going to try to do is we're going to take some press releases and, you know, just talk about the local news over the week, and just, just anything interesting, so anyway, we're going to try to release every Friday if we can, maybe we'll pick a different date, but... For the most part, it'll just be me and Southpaw. Next time, I'll – I kind of surprised him today. Next time, I'll forward him the stuff, and he can take a look at it the day before so he can have a more informed opinion. But I think he did all right. I just kind of surprised him with everything today because I didn't have much time. And sorry about the pops and the the, the air breaths and all that because he was traveling and uh, was talking at a Bluetooth headset, and I am at the house, and I didn't – You know, I didn't set up. I just did this on the fly. So anyway, that's what we got going on. So here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station you are listening to the kingfish yes you've tuned in to the kingfish radio network Mm.
1: expand your mind on the open road with kingfish
0: Right here. All right, everybody. We got Southpaw in the house. Afternoon, Southpaw.
1: All right, Kingfish.
0: Hello, back at you. We're going to be doing a weekly news report. You know, anything in transportation, trucking that we find interesting. Now, as I'm looking at the news releases here, I did not realize this, but this weekend, basically from... You know, june 28th to june 30th is the biggest moving weekend of the year
1: really i never do that. well i guess it makes sense I want to move in the summer when it's nice weather not too hot maybe but
0: yeah kids kids getting out of college i guess yeah you know and then, I, course, have rel- you
1: come- I have relatives down south it's like 100 degrees down there and It's hot where I'm at
0: right now. So, But, yeah. Well, two men in a truck just released a... They did a press release, and they expect to complete 6,200 moves this weekend.
1: My daughter's moving the end of next month, so I'll be doing that.
0: She's a rebel. She's not doing it what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Let's see. The company estimates its 3,100 trucks will drive a total of 403,000 miles amateurs, more than 7,400 <laughs> movers, and the drivers will be walking 10,000 miles and then some while carrying 37 million pounds of houseware. Yeah, know, I,
1: don't, so, I, do, I did some of that household moving when I was 18, well that's some hard work.
0: Oh, definitely. And then, well, let's put this in perspective. I'm going by the press release here so I didn't actually look any of this up myself but that is the weight of 10,783 NASCAR race cars which you know I don't know I mean considering that you know they're shells with a body I don't know if that really means anything
1: they drive on and off
0: and then it says 47,747
1: uh, airplanes uh, it's, that does uh, yeah. whatever right not a good comparison
0: 711 titanics
1: yeah okay
0: or 459 washington monuments you know i'd have to say that that is a lot of futons it is and then the busiest markets are going to be what do you think the, what's your best guess just give me their. what What? just name one
1: Oh, uh, i would say college towns like you said uh um
0: yeah, No, uh, you nailed it. it, Chicago. Well, here's the list: Chicago, Atlanta, Denver, Colorado Springs, Raleigh, Charlotte, and then St. Louis. And that's just that's just two men in a truck. So that's pretty. That's a lot. Imagine, you know, they they were hiring last those, week, so they can lay off men, next week. Those two men are
1: going
0: to be busy. Oh, they can have strong arms, but they'll be hiring this week, so they can lay off next week. So that's what's going on there. Oh, here's something interesting. You ready for this? Give it to me. And this one. All right. This one's a little unusual. 225 female riders will leave bike uh, will leave biker stereotypes in the dust during a 200,000 combined mile journey to the Big Easy. Two, yeah, 225 unapologetic, fearless, and transcending. What woman has ever apologized? Uh, sorry women female bikers brought together by Black Girls Ride will ride nearly 200,000 miles collectively from more than five states for the largest African American music and entertainment celebration in New Orleans July 5th and 7th the ride's powered by Indian motorcycles and Polaris uh, Polaris slingshots I think that's that three wheel thing
1: Yeah, yeah it
0: is have you, are you driven? I've never driven one.
1: No, I've never driven one. I've seen a lot of them.
0: Well, in the statement by, uh, I guess there's a black girls riding magazine, but it says, this is the ultimate girls trip. We are celebrating our femininity, individuality, and showing the world that there's an indestructible feeling or indescribable feeling of accomplishment and freedom that women get when they conquer their fears on a high quality motorcycle. I yeah, think that's pretty yeah. cool.
1: You girl, girls.
0: Oh yeah, I think it's uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's a biker gang. I don't think anybody would want to mess with. When are they uh,
1: going?
0: Uh, it says July fifth through the seventh. So, you oh, know, it's, gonna be, it's the... gonna
1: be so hot.
0: <laughs> but oh on. yeah, down in yeah down in New Orleans, it's uh, just imagine. You know, my my biggest fear when when big groups of bikes go around me. Is the fact that they'll ride two or three, you know, side by side, and they'll be so close to me that I'll just, I'll, I'll just get off the throttle and I'll let them go around me because I'm afraid I'm going to blow a tire or something, you know? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Although, I'll tell you, our tires seem to be a lot better than they used to.
0: Oh, that's for sure. Oh, wait, here we go. Um. The uh, Motorcycle Industry Council study: female motorcycle ownership doubled in the United States in the last decade. I believe that because I see a lot more women riding today than ever. With nearly one in five motorcyclist riders being female, among African American motorcycle owners, women dominate at 53% over men. So more black women ride than more black men? I'm not so sure about that one, but... Because, I mean, not that, you know, to be honest with you, I never really thought about it. Because it's just, you ride a bike or you ride a bike, right? Yeah, I've
1: never thought about it either.
0: You know, people just, so anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Let's see. Now, here's something that's kind of cool. RV Insider uh opened up the first RV review site from RV Owners hits the road it says uh, well, you think so, there
1: would already be that particular service
0: you know i would think so you're going to spend that much money you're going to go to retirement you know you think you'd want to talk to other people cuz you're living in the thing you're never going to understand the thing as well when you buy it as you would a month or two after you've worn it
1: there's so many choices
0: so my suggestion if you're going to buy an rv go to rv insider rv it's just rv insider it's, uh, it says here, the first RV review site featuring evaluations from current and former RV owners who both, the wonders and the warts of their wheeled domiciles, the heaters in the back so the bedroom heats well, but the front with all the windows gets cold. Stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So far, they've got 9,000 entries to date and hundreds of additional reviews submitted every month. So go to RV, just Google RV Insider, and it basically covers uh, everything. It looks like uh, users can search by, they can filter, uh, you know, uh, category, size, all that good stuff. So I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. Okay. Especially you're going to spend that kind of money. I I would assume.
1: I would assume there's already stuff out there like that, but
0: you know. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I. I guess it's the RVs for uh Amazon, you know, Amazon reviews. Same kind of thing. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one since we're on a roll here. Oh, you're going to love this one. You ready for this? I'm ready. Oh, you're going to love this. 15th Annual All-State All-American Best Drivers Report ranks US cities with the safest drivers.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with LA first.
0: Safest drivers? Yeah. Well, it's the 2018 ranking, so no. uh, Of course, I don't know what their criteria is, but uh, here's uh, I'll give you a rundown. I'll go down the top 15. Ready? Okay. Brownsville, Texas. Boise, Idaho. Huntsville, Alabama. Kansas City. Laredo, Texas. Uh, Olarth? I may not be saying that right. Kansas. Fort Collins, Colorado.
1: Olathe.
0: Olathe. Olathe? Okay, thank you. Olathe, Kansas was six. Seventh was Fort Collins, Colorado. Overland Park, Kansas was eight. McAllen, Texas was nine. Cape Coral, Florida was 10. Madison, Wisconsin, 11. Cary, North Carolina, 12. Uh, Thirteen was Colorado Springs. Fourteen was uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. And fifteen was Scottsdale, Arizona.
1: Well, I thought they were talking about, you know, the big cities.
0: No, I guess they were going for uh, this is per capita and all that stuff. But, you know, I'm thinking, like, okay, like, I go through Boise quite a bit. You go through Boise. Um, you know, the, the interstate in Boise is, there's not a lot of turns. It just goes straight through. It's, you know, fairly well wide. I can see it, where, it, it, you know.
1: It's a, it's a small city.
0: Yeah, but per capita when you do it that way. Okay. so. Now, when you you look at Cary, North Carolina, I've been to Cary, North Carolina. There ain't much there. Yeah, you know, it's a beautiful well, place, I, but there's I, I nothing mean, there.
1: I said L.A. because the people out there tend to work with you. You want over, uh-huh. they'll let you over. And and when I say L.A., I include you know <laughs> the Inland Empire all the way up to the start of the. Uh,
0: Oh, what is it? The Grapevine, you know, one up that hill. Oh, the five,
1: yeah. Okay,
0: now, you ready? Yeah. All right, now, you ready for the bottom U.S. cities, the bottom 15?
1: L.A.
0: is probably the last. Uh, Let's see, is L.A. on here? You know what, I don't... No, L.A. is... Okay, uh, number 200, of course, they didn't do every city. Uh, it's going 200 down to, to you know, one down. Um, Baltimore, Highway 695. Washington, D.C. I can see that. It's pretty rough there. Boston. Uh, Worcester, Worcestershire, 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 Massachusetts. Glendale, California, the 134 freeway. Uh, Los Angeles booster. was next. Zawushta? Busta. Oh well, it's on there. Springfield, Massachusetts; Providence, Rhode Island; Alexandria, Virginia; Oakland, California; Philadelphia, Pennsylvania; San Francisco; Baton Rouge; Pasadena and Hayward, California. Now Pasadena, I'm a little surprised because Pasadena is pretty straight. It's really not that long in there. I'm surprised, but it is pretty high speed, so I'm kind of surprised on that one. So you know, and but they didn't they didn't list. I guess they wrote some risky roads but they didn't do the most dangerous roads like probably the most dangerous road would be um you know uh us-6 over there in utah going into, uh you know you know oh, from here
1: from uh green river to over to oh yeah. spanish fort or whatever it is, is that what oh yeah that.
0: yeah that could be a little dangerous right there well i think the reason why they consider that one really dangerous is the fact that there is no, there's there's not a lot of cell service in there. There's a lot of dark areas, and if you have any issues, somebody might not be coming along in a little while for a while.
1: What gets me is old Highway seventy-one, U.S. Highway seventy-one from Fayetteville, Arkansas to Fort Smith. Well, down my Arkansas.
0: Isn't well, everything in day <laughs>
1: They have, uh, now they have all these signs up: no trucks, dangerous roads. Absolutely no trucks. But I, I was thinking, I used to run that road all the time. All of us did. <laughs> that was yeah. the only way to get I-40 up to northwest Arkansas.
0: Okay, now, are you ready? For, okay, here's the next news release. And this was one I know is near and dear to your heart.
1: Okay. My heart's a blur. All plug. right.
0: Oh, you're gonna love this one! The 2020 Rand McNally Road Atlas just got released. Okay, and of course it's available in you know paperback and you know the laminated. I I like the laminated one because I open it and close it so much that well, you know, the I, laminated one. The only thing on my head with
1: it is it, it's so heavy.
0: Well, there, there's that, but I mean, it, if especially if you get a new driver, I mean, it, it's easy for him to open and close, you know. You're not going to open it and close it like a new guy is, yeah. But when you first started, you know, you damn near lived in that thing. Oh, no, no. but here's now this year the atlas includes. It says revised U.S. state and Canadian provincial maps, updated restricted routes, low clearance and way stations. Yeah, because they move a lot of way stations around. Updated fuel tax chart as a you know revised by the states. Hotline for road construction and conditions updated toll system contact information for each states and an updated review has materials regulations so not too much going on there but um, I don't know you I know, keep Clark,
1: you I love road atlases myself
0: oh I'm a big fan I, up, I update so I mine like every five years or so yeah you yeah, know then I give the old ones to the kids so they can play with it and you know, if they tear them out, who cares, you know, but, uh, yeah, I just, you know, it's amazing how many changes there are, but for the most part, for what we do going up and down the interstate, there really isn't that much, not that much that changes for us. But I'd have to but say that's, uh, that's it's
1: a big, always good. Uh, it's always good to know what's to your left or right in case you have to make a, uh, detour.
0: Well, that's, we talked about that before, you know, with the road atlas, You 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 have an idea of what's on the left and right of you, so you can make a quick decision if you have to. Whereas if you're just using the GPS, it's like, oh, geez, you know, what am I going to do? In fact, just recently in uh, Colorado, uh, over there by uh, Pena Boulevard, by the airport, did you happen to catch this one?
1: No, I was just on Pena Boulevard.
0: Oh, you're going to love this. Apparently there was some kind of construction. I'm not sure exactly where. And people were using Google Maps to, uh, you know, to get around, no. and Google Maps directed these people onto a dirt section of road, and over 100 cars got tra- uh, stuck in a mud.
1: Oh. oh, yeah, 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 I saw that, I saw that, everybody stuck, yeah.
0: Oh, you actually did see it?
1: Yeah, I saw something about that, yeah.
0: yeah I saw oh. a picture of
1: that, There's- uh, a bunch of cars. I think there's one truck involved in that
0: too. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare! For I see. I, as soon as I saw it, I, I, where exactly on Pino was it? It's somewhere on that route out.
1: I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. So or, anyway, I, I, was, I didn't
1: read the article. I just saw the headline and uh you know uh, you could pretty much tell where the story was going to go.
0: Okay. Well, that that's uh they showed a picture of it and. I guess there was a four people, you know, so some people with four wheel drives, they were able to deal with it. And, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, too big a deal for them. But, yeah, you know, they, they did tear up their cars a little bit. I just thought that was pretty funny. All right. So that, that that's pretty much what happened there. But um, just a good example of, you know, just knowing what's going on, because if they would have looked at a map, they would have known the area a little better. Maybe they would have realize hey you know maybe I shouldn't follow this guy in front of me
1: yeah
0: all always, right let's go on always
1: the, be a little skeptical
0: always you know the guy in front of you may not know where he's going yep. so now I'll send you a picture of this one think like maybe I'll put it on the new I'll put it on the, the show this one is a little a little oh excuse me a little strange you ready for this one I'm ready. Go. Alright, I'll have to send this to you. It is Domino's and and uh, Neuro Partner to bring Autonomous Pizza delivery to Houston. <laughs>
1: I thought about this. Well, they got lo- like a little
0: uh, like a little ice cream cart or something, right? Yeah, but it's like a, I don't know, it's kind of a neat little looking thing and it, uh, I, I I guess it's going to be in a, you know, this tiny I, little well, area. You know,
1: I, I, I heard about this, but I, I have some questions. Who's going to make okay. the pizzas and how they're going to load them in? How fast do they go?
0: Well, it do, in the article, it doesn't say how fast they go. But, you know, mostly they, they say they're going to do this, and then they talk about how great Domino's is and how many pizza stores they have and all this crap. So I think it was just their excuse to, to talk about their business. But I'm looking at it, and the wheels are, I don't know, I don't think they're even a foot tall. You know, they look like yeah. scooter wheels almost. And then the, there's two compartments, at least from the, the photo I'm looking at. And in the compartments, the front side, there's a bunch of pizzas stacked up in this one compartment. And on the back side, it looks like you know they have like sodas and stuff on the bottom, and then they have like breadsticks and all that kind of stuff on the on the other side. And the doors open up, almost like a, you know, like a DeLorean door. Mm-hmm. So up, I'll, I'll send you the photo and for you know anybody that can see these, I'll I'll put it up in the uh, I'll make this the art for the for the show if I can. I'll try to.
1: I could see this in a. A heavy urban area, but you know, like in my suburban neighborhood, nearest pizza place is I don't know 34 miles away. You gonna that thing gonna trundle all that way?
0: No, you know, I see this. You're on college campus or something. Yeah, uh, right. You know, but but quite honestly, something like this is going down. Yeah, and if I would have been in my teens, I would have saw this going across the quad. i probably want to tackle it and get me some pizza. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Well, I, I, I was just thinking about, you know, uh, people are going to attack it. You know they are.
0: Well, it says this partnership uh, to expand Neuro's autonomous delivery operations have been safely and successfully been running in the Houston area since March of 2019.
1: Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
0: I, I had never heard anything of it, so... I neither. not either.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, what do you have a like strategically located than a... Well, I mean, you know, pizza is something you order. Everybody wants a, their different kind of pizza. Some people don't want mushrooms. Some people want mm. extra onions and...
0: I guess they'll treat the pizza place like a base station and just load the thing up and send it on its way.
1: Or they have a truck that's loaded up with pizzas and it drives around and meets the little robots and loads them, loads them up in their areas. I don't know. Sort of, you know, sort of like a mailman does.
0: I don't know. It'll give us, Well, as you're driving your big truck across the country, it'll give you something to aim for at the intersections. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just all right. Let's go into the next one. I mean, I can't. I, no. it'll. FedEx. It'll be. I've
1: seen that a commercial for FedEx. It doesn't make deliveries the same way.
0: I think. It, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I just. It's going to happen eventually. I guess. Yeah. All right. Now here's the next one. Let's talk about Tesla. This is this is trucking related in a way. Uh, news from the Regulus uh, Cyber Corporation. Tesla Model S and Model 3 prove vulnerable to GPS spoofing attacks as autopilot navigation steers car off-road. Research from Regulus cyber shows. So apparently the Tesla Model S and Model 3 electric cars built for speed and safety are vulnerable to attacks aimed at their navigation systems, according to recent research. During a test driving a Tesla... Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, during a Argo. test drive, ah, <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> during a test drive using Tesla's navigation and autopilot feature, a staged attack caused the car to suddenly slow down and unexpectedly veer off the main road. Regulus Cyber, the first company to deal with smart sensor security across a wide range of, it. so basically they're saying, uh, you know, they could run you off the road.
1: Well. You know, commercial jets are, uh, are, can be, they can land, they can take off, they can fly by themselves. But, you know, they always have a pilot backup.
0: Or, well, it says that the, the effect of GPS spoofing on Tesla cars is minimal and does not pose a, a great safety risk, given that it would at most slightly uh, raise or lower the vehicle's air suspension system. So, I guess it has something to do with it. Uh, you know, and it's a federal crime to mess with stuff like that. But you know, that I don't know, you know, be. I I, th- I think we're going to see a lot more of this kind of stuff in the future. Um, I'm I recently heard another story of a guy going down to 405 in California down by, you know, and he looked over and there was somebody in Tesla and the guy was passed out. He was a, he was totally asleep. And apparently this thing will drive down a road, but it has to have pressure on the heat on the steering wheel for it to do so. So the guy that was asleep had something tied around the steering wheel so that the wheel had tension on it. So the wheel was thinking that he was holding mm. it, and I was just thinking, "Wow, you know, you were you must really be lazy or stupid to to trust these type of systems at this point, especially when they tell you this is you know this is not." ready for you know prime time you know
1: <laughs> wow
0: you know I just I think that's really crazy I mean or, or somebody didn't explain the system to the guy you know
1: I saw a, an article about Tesla uh, it said they're uh, putting cars out at record numbers they're just having problems I'd, transporting them
0: I'd love to drive one no yeah. I'd love to try it. Okay, you ready for the next one? You're going to love this. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely know you're going to love this one. Hyperloop TT reveals their full-scale 320-meter passenger system to officials from the United States Department of Transportation to Luz, France, and represents the first certification guidelines for Hyperloop systems to the USDOT in Washington, D.C. Basically, Hyperloop Transportation... Uh, I wonder if it must. I wonder if that is a Elon Musk thing also. But they say that uh, they're going to have a fully uh, in March of twenty nine. Uh, uh, in twenty twenty, they're going to have a test track and they're going to start uh, doing some testing. Hmm. Now this hyperloop system is.
1: Uh, yeah, I know, you know. I know what it's about, but it's it's uh, really fast.
0: I don't know how,
1: you know, humans and other things will react to the pressure of the the G's.
0: Well, they say the first, the officials were able to see the world's first completed full-scale track system as it undergoes operational and integration prior to the construction of the commercial system in Abu Dhabi, with tubes assembled and pumps installed. Hyperloop is now beginning the process of integrating their full scale passenger capsule for human trials in 2020. Hmm. Why Abu is all the stuff? Yeah, you know, that must you know, what is is Abu Dhabi like like this futuristic, you know, place that they should make Marvel movies about? I mean, it's like all the it's like we used to be in the in the US. We used to be that kind of place, and now it's like, oh, wait till Abu Dhabi gets it, then we'll get it.
1: Dubai, same way. or it's probably, probably in Dubai.
0: Are they the same? I, honestly, I don't know. I think they are. I really don't know. enough I'll, about All it, that
1: all money with very few people.
0: Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it?
1: For the chosen few, anyway.
0: No, here's another one. We're almost done. Okay, you ready? Big yeah. rig driver blamed for starting fire that damages 86 cars. Wow,
1: well, eyewitnesses...
0: I not heard about this one. Yeah, I just read about this just today. Uh, eyewitnesses told authorities that the fire was caused by a semi-truck dragging something, possibly a chain, along a road.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Witnesses told California firefighters that a passing semi-truck sparked a fire that damaged or destroyed dozens of vehicles at a CarMax lot. The fire was reported uh, June twenty fourth, Bakersfield, California. Hmm. Oh wow! It's apparently it's it's sparked a grass fire next to the lot, and you know it's just so you know basically hang your chains up. You know, I mean, I you know, as for myself, I can't stand the the sound of the things clinking as I'm driving down a road. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of like my thing, you know, and I'm sure you're the same way.
1: Well, I, you know, don't want, hear, I don't want them kicking up sparks Plus, it wears them, you know, wears links down and can't use them.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Huh. Now, here's one for you. Well, uh, you'll have to, I can't. It's a video. guy was crossing a bridge and decided that he was uh-huh. going to do a, re, you know, do a turnaround in half the space that he had.
1: I uh, saw so it, a red Freightliner, I think.
0: Yeah, you saw it. That's the same yeah. word. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what he was thinking. Somebody, instead of videotape, you know, here's the thing. You, you know, instead of videotaping these guys doing these things, can somebody just run over there and say, stop, stop, think about what you're doing? Instead of thinking that, oh, my God, I'm going to record something and I can put it on YouTube and I'll be famous for Well, well you know, the lady. You know.
1: Uh, the the video I saw the lady she was a uh, talking to her, her like her very young daughter she said you know she was like what's he doing she said he he'd probably better off just to back up
0: she's and probably she right
1: ab- she's absolutely right but you know she she didn't go after her and try to tell him that but...
0: just craziness all right. Last article for the day. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. We'll get better at this. This is our first one. Next time I'll send you the stuff so you can look at it beforehand so you get a little. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. We've got to pop this up here. Okay. Oh, of course. It didn't pop up, and now it popped up like a thousand times. <laughs> you know, isn't that funny? Okay. Let's get rid of these. It's weird. You know, I kept clicking pop up, pop up, but it didn't. The wonder modern technology. How did we live with them or without yeah. them? Eating healthy while you're on the road can be a challenge, but a new meal delivery service aimed at truck drivers is trying to make it easier for for drivers to get food on the go. I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna deliver that while I'm going to the road. No, it, yeah. it's a. CDL Meals offers prepackaged healthy fare that drivers can have delivered to nearly any location and can keep the refrigerator until it is time oh keep in the refrigerator until it's time to eat. CDL meals packaging also comes with educational materials designed to teach truckers about good nutrition and exercise habits. So that's that's kind of neat. I know something, you know, eating healthy and all that's kind of important to yourself. It's probably expensive, but their website is uh, www.cdlmeals.com. I'll send you the link to this one. I don't know.
1: Yeah, probably, you know, you probably order it and eat somewhere at a truck stop or
0: something. Yeah, I don't... I don't uh, well, I don't know. In the box, it just shows... You know, there's a package on the right, and I can't tell what it is. But the one on the left is a bean Benito's nachos. Um, it's supposed to be some healthy nachos, you know, like potato chips in a bag. But you know, who knows? I mean, eating over the road, you got to stay pretty easy and convenient. Now, I must admit, my present co-driver Steve, he's got that. Well, he's got one of those 12-volt actual coolers, you know, refrigerators. Yeah. It's a chest-type thing. I mean, the thing weighs a ton, but and it's very expensive. I think he said he paid like 800 bucks for it, which is, I don't know, seems a little much to me. But I got to tell you, after, um, you know, using it the last couple of weeks, I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know. And the cigarette plug, when you plug in, the thing's cool. It's ice cold when you go to unplug it.
1: Well, yeah. you know, I, I looked at them; they're they're real small, on the
0: inside. No, this is not much. Not much. There, there's there's a whole bunch of different sizes, and this one is uh, uh, will hold about the same amount of stuff as an igloo. You know, the the twelve volt uh, uh, Coolatron igloo cooler, mm-hmm. but it weighs like I don't know, like seventy pounds or something. Yeah. Now, if you're on a bid where you can keep the truck all the time and you can keep it in the truck and yeah, that probably wouldn't be a big deal, but and it's chest type, so you can load it from the top. But if you had to move trucks all the time, I don't know if it'd be such a good deal because, one, you know, that's it's like seventy five, eighty pounds empty.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and then you throw in your stuff. Yes, and, you
1: wouldn't want to use it in a day cab, I don't think.
0: Oh God, no! I mean, as soon as you put your your sodas in and what have you you know example you throw in a 12 pack of soda you, you know the, the weight goes up dramatically it's, you know especially you know so I thought that was kind of interesting now this thing the one he has yeah. he sets it to 29 nine. It'll you can keep ice cream in the thing of course I can't eat ice cream as much as I used to these days but it is kind of nice and like the other Me day neither. I drank it well I, dry, I pulled my tea out on, on sweetened tea by the way and uh, it was so cold I couldn't even drink it I had to wait for it to warm up and I like the fact that uh, it's consistent you know, I like the consistency of it it doesn't, like with the regular 12-volt cooler that's going up and down in temperature all the time, not that we're out there for a long time, but some people are out for two or three weeks, you know, I can yeah. see where that would be a big deal So, and, and that and that way I think it's kind of neat but you can't put much in
1: it but you know, always
0: would no. yeah, it's a a dumb, this dumb service, dumb I, I
1: guess it would you know, you can't always get to a store in a truck.
0: Well, especially, you know, you know you're got some dedicated run or something and you know you're going to be in the middle of nowhere, you know, or, you know, or, or maybe, it's, it's maybe you're,
1: it's, it might be worth looking into.
0: Or, or, you know, let's say you're, you're going to pick up from the same, you know, place every week and. It's some place that uh, you know that there's nothing around because it's a, like one of those gypsum mines out in Utah. There's no place to buy food out there, and maybe you got to sit there for half a day while they load it or something. Yeah, you know, I could you know I could see having stuff like that, especially for something like that, or like there's probably a limited go.
1: area where they're delivered to right now.
0: Well, they probably mail it to you, so it doesn't matter. Oh, really? yeah it looks like they just mail it to you it's cdl com. so if you want to check it out you know just go over there and check it out but that's all the news for this week the most of the stuff was nothing too much um uh just a head head heads up on what we did this week went over and saw the lake express ferry i got over there just as they were leaving and i got really lucky and talked to a few people it's the ferry that goes across from lake michigan you know, uh, Wisconsin to Lenington. The,
1: the old Michigan. one or the new one? Uh, the new one. What's the price uh, going across there? I
0: I'll have to get back with you on that one. I'll do a whole episode on it. I don't remember what it was. It's kind of expensive, but I'm thinking to myself, it's a little. Ex- I think it was like I don't know, like sixty or eighty bucks or something.
1: Well, yeah, but if yeah. you had to drive over there, <laughs> it costed a lot in gas.
0: Yeah, but I'm also thinking, you know, like for me, I don't necessarily want to do it. Like, I don't really need to go to Michigan. The reason why I want to do it is because this ferry is right up the street from me, and I want to experience going across the lake on a ferry. And so what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go across on the new one, go tool around in Michigan for a couple of days, and then take the SS Badger, the old one, back.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea.
0: And uh, you know, so I can compare them now. The I went. I was talking to. They were really nice people. I told them what I was trying to do, and uh, the girl that runs the concession stand on this end, uh, as soon as the boat's ready to leave, she closes the you know the coffee and concessions and all that, and then she hops on the boat and then she runs it on the boat, and she does that as a summer uh, summer gig, you know, for college. Yeah. Yeah, she's done that for a couple of years, and I was talking to her, and she was. You know, she was like, "Oh, you know, she give me a lot of good information." And I was like, "Oh wow," I thought it was, you know, she was really nice, and so. And then I got some shots of the of the boat pulling away from the from the dock. Then I thought, "Well, geez, I'm already here, and it's pulling away from the dock." I I just I went down there, and they just happened to be happening. I was thinking that I would go down there and get some information about Michigan because we didn't know what we were going to do over there. And so that's what I did. And uh, the nice thing about it was um, I'm thinking, well, when we take the the boat across that, you know, when we go across, we won't be able to get any footage of it leaving because we'll be on the boat. So I'll just combine the two together. You know, so if it's rain, you know, I thought that was kind of funny. So that'll be my my Hollywood trick or whatever, you know. But it was, uh, uh, the thing, you know, it just... It doesn't leave the. It just goes straight sideways out from the dock, and then turns around and just kind of takes off. It's it's really beautiful. Now the one down here, the new one, you can't put big trucks on. You know, it's like uh, you know SUVs and things like that are about as big as it gets, and some small RVs. Now the one up in uh, Manitowoc, the the SS Badger, that one uh, they used to use. You know, instead of taking, you know, the, they used to put rail cars on there. So, and I think they still, I don't know if they still do that, but you can put big trucks on that one. Yeah. And uh, you, I talked. My hmm?
1: my headphone is dying on me.
0: Oh, well, I'll make this quick. then. I talked to the girl and I said, do you load up the car do they? Because, you know, you get some specialized cars. She goes, well, we let the owners load up their cars. But if they're being kind of fussy, then we, you know, we have to put a stop to it. She goes last year we had uh, for the big Harley Festival we had a couple hundred Harleys on there and that was interesting. Okay. So I bet I bet it was. Anyway, I'll cut this off now and and uh, we'll do better on this. Uh, we'll do what like every let's say every Thursday, at least every Friday. What do you think?
1: Thursday'd be good. Uh I don't know where I'm at.
0: Well we'll figure it out. I wanna I wanna do a news one and there's not enough news to do every day, so we'll just do like a weekly news roundup, and then we'll just drop it on the same day every week. Okay. You know, every you know maybe Friday or Monday or something. We'll see how it goes. It uh, depends on uh, where you're at, of course, because you know you're over the road, and I'm sitting here at the house. So at least I am today. So I'll talk to you later, and uh, I hope you have a. I hope you get out of Bloomington sometime today.
1: Oh, I'm out. I'm already. I'm going to Vegas.
0: Oh, I thought you were still in the hotel. How long were you in the hotel? Twelve hours. Do Do they pay you for that or? Some. No well, I I knew there was something weird. Um, I got the bid that I I got the same bid I had. So while we were bid, so I'm, so I'm good okay. to go. All right, talk to you later. Bye.